Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Wednesday. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo back here with you. Still not quite 100%, but at least healthy enough to be back here in studio. And Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, all new pre-owned inventory, all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, sunburymotors.com. Big thanks to the suit yesterday for his help while I was out. Appreciate that very much. I'm sure it was an interesting show, an interesting reunion, if you will, from the very beginning of the show. So big thanks to, to Kev for that uh, yesterday. The Big Ten just announcing today it will allow schools to host fans at games in accordance with local health guidelines and restrictions for the rest of the 2020-2021 regular season. And that policy is effective immediately. Also covers spring football. But as of right now, it looks like there's no changes to Penn State as far as the plans for the final spring football practice on April 17th where they're only allowing first-year students and the families and guests of student-athletes, coaches, and staff members. And Penn State also slated to host the Big Ten men's and women's lacrosse tournaments at Panzer Stadium later this spring. So all green for that at least and we'll see if if there may be any changes to what the plans are for spring, but I wouldn't anticipate that. But at least that's good to see, and hopefully that continues to be in the right direction to have fans for the fall at Beaver Stadium. Sandy Barber was just on here a couple of weeks mentioning the athletic department is pushing full go to have full venues as best as they can for the fall. So we'll see if that's another step towards it. We'll have Greg Pickle coming on later on today from Penn Live on how Penn State has navigated through all this and kind of where things stand, especially on the recruiting end and other offseason notes for Penn State football, including maybe bringing somebody in at the quarterback situation for to get some more experience in the quarterback room from the transfer portal. So interesting stuff there from Greg coming up a little bit later on in the show. 
And then, of course, we count down to Sweet 16, Elite 8 this weekend, and Monday's games just kind of finished up exactly the way this whole weekend, this past weekend started. And it's been as advertised where a lot of unpredictability has occurred. Oh, good, you're back. All right. Yes, I am back. I mean, it's like yesterday. It's like having water drip on my forehead for two hours. It I know. I, just... I felt bad for you. I'm sorry. Uh, because, uh, like, Blame it on Mother right. Nature for my current state, but I'm hacking oh, through it today. Goodness gracious. Uh, they ain't speaking. There'll be another drip on my forehead. They ain't speaking. There'll be another drip. <laughs> this is unbelievable. We actually had a good time yesterday. Good. I'm glad. No, we did. We had a good time yesterday. Yeah, and and then Dave Ritchie tried to call and he wouldn't let him on. I, so it's it's I mean I wonder, it's, it's an interesting dynamic with the two of them. It is. Yeah, let's go to Dave. Oh, we we can't go to Dave. Oh, sorry. Again, I guess it's a it's a contractual thing. I guess when he's on, Dave can't talk. All right, so. <laughs> That's in the weeds way above my head. <laughs> just, we're just having a little fun here. We're having a little fun. All right. Um, the NCAA, you know, it's interesting with everything that has gone on with – okay. Oh, good. We're going to have a good show tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night on the coaches show. Um, Andy Frank, the director of player personnel for Penn State football, will be on at six ten tomorrow because tomorrow's pro day. Uh, remember last year? You know, it went two years ago at the combine. The suit tried to run the forty on TV, and you know, <laughs> and once again, security closed in quickly. Uh, tomorrow's pro day for Penn State, so Andy's going to be on. We're going to talk to him. And I'm also going to get into some of the aspects um, of that activity, but also in the recruiting activity uh, because Andy does a lot. I mean, he is one of those unsung heroes in the recruiting part. And then at 6.30, Micah Shrewsbury, the head basketball coach of the Nittany Lions, for the first time will be on the show. All right. There we go. So that is tomorrow's show. Um, that's tomorrow's show. Now, and, and we and we may take a moment to replay that on Friday for people who may not have heard it. Yeah. Thought we'd throw that possibility in there, unless, unless you know, unless you line up the head basketball coach of like some high school in South Carolina. It's, I mean, sometimes you do some interesting things. I'm just. <laughs> I'm kidding you. <laughs> Just trying to get you to laugh a little bit. Because, I mean, you know, I mean the, the text I got from you yesterday, I mean, I thought we were going to have to send, like, and see if anybody could do an office, you know, like a home visit. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> nope. I, I'm just telling you, there were concerns. <laughs> Just needed the, a like, day to reset, so to speak. 
Yeah, there was concerns on my part. Now, the guy I worked with yesterday, he asked who you were. I, I just, the certain things that bother me. I, who was who on this show? I'm like, oh, geez. He's in the staff meeting. Oh, that guy. <laughs> he worries me. It's, it's, you know. Another drip on the forehead. <laughs> this is what I think, drip. <laughs> and I think, no, drip. <laughs> Just kidding, everybody. We're having a good time today. All right. I want to get into, we're going to have Greg Pickle on the show today. So that'll be, that'll be great. Uh, I want to get into where the... Where college football, look, and the ratings show it. I mean, the, the ratings show college football is more popular than college basketball. I mean, you know, I always give you that example that from years ago, Indiana, which was having a really good season, was ranked number one at that point. They didn't make it through the Sweet 16 that year, but they were ranked number one. They're playing Butler. Butler had been to the national championship game, the whole deal, right? If they, in fact, I think it was, I think Micah may, may have been on the um, sideline for Butler with Brad at that point. I think I think he was. And they're playing on a Saturday on CBS. And when the ratings came back, guess what beat it out? The New Mexico Bowl. I didn't say the Orange Bowl. I didn't say the Rose Bowl. The New Mexico Bowl. Because, again, college football. So there is certainly a popularity of college football. Both college football and college basketball are very popular. But where the NCAA basketball tournament is setting a tone on an element, it is something that college football needs to pick up on. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, great to have you with us. Looking forward to talking about Andy and Coach Shrews tomorrow night on the show. That'll be starting at 6.05 here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, so that'll be uh, today. Greg Pickles on the show. Looking forward to that as well. So this is where the NCAA basketball tournament. This really comes up every year with me. You have 353 teams. I mean, eventually it'll expand to 357, but 353 teams. 68 make the tournament. Now, of course, Matt thinks that's too many. Matt thinks anything beyond two is a lot. But when I give you the percentages, now it makes sense to you. That means only 19% of the schools make the NCAA basketball tournament. A lot of people don't realize that, but it takes a lot of research to come up with a number like that. It's called a calculator. All right, so um, <laughs> so okay, 19% make it. What it brings about is a is a diversity of schools size-wise, a diversity of schools regionally, a diversity of schools of approach, 
a diversity of schools in terms of economics. But the biggest element to me is the diversity of schools geographically, going back to what I said regionally. To me, it's the diversity of schools geographically. Think about the schools that are in the NCAA tournament. The West Coast has Oregon, Oregon State, UCLA, USC, Cal Santa Barbara, Gonzaga out of Washington State. You have all of that in the NCAA tournament. Over the the years, you've had South Dakota, South Dakota State, North Dakota State. uh, You've had Montana in the tournament. Uh, the year Penn State played them here, Montana made the tournament to go with the obvious Dukes, Kansas, Michigan State, right, um, Kentucky. I mean, the usual. But you have the entire country engaged in it. And, of course, the brackets are fun. You know, unless you're in that $20,000 pool like the suits. Uh, but that's a different story. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to bring that up. Uh, the now, so you have that college foot the college football playoff only has three percent of the schools involved in the playoff. Now I'm not proposing that the college football playoff go to nineteen percent of the schools. That is not what I would propose. I just do something simple and get it to six percent. But I would do it in such a way where, look, the Pac-12 representative, you're in, Big Twelve, ACC, Big Ten, SEC. Now you get a couple of wild cards and a and a group of five team. This past year it would have been Cincinnati. The year before it would have been Memphis. The year before that would have been UCF. Because. Let's face it, one of the worst ways to really determine a true champion is what we watch in the NCAA tournament every year. But it's the only way to do it. You can't sit there and say, it's college basketball, let's do a best out of seven. You get your one shot, and if it doesn't go your way, you have a bad day, they have a great day, you're out. If you apply that to the NBA, the Lakers don't win the championship this year. You want to know why? In the game one against Portland, they got blown out. But because it was a series, they came back and won the series. But in game one, they flat out didn't have it, and Portland did, and they lost. So under that, you know, that's... But you can't do that in college. So who's to say in a one-off, Cincinnati can't beat a Georgia? We just watched the game of the Peach Bowl, came pretty darn close to doing it, didn't they? UCF beat Auburn. I'm not saying Auburn would have made the college football playoff, that particular year, but I'm using those as examples. Houston v. Florida State one year. It's It would at least expand the geography of this. In 17, 18, 19, and 20, the last four years, the furthest west any team in the college football playoff has been is Norman, Oklahoma. You're now looking at the mountain and Pacific time zones, and you're saying, hey, now, I mean, did they earn their shot with four? No. But it can't be, you can't be like NASCAR and be all southeast, southeastern-centric here. It just can't be. It's not good for the sport. 
this can't be done until 2025. Not me, I'd rather have 12. But the reason I would accept eight with complete ease is this. The NCAA men's and women's basketball tournaments are three weekends. Okay, so in college football, let's make it three weekends. Quarters, semis, and final. That I can go with. And really, the extra layer is the championship games. That's the extra layer in all this, which is the first weekend of December, and everybody has a championship game now. But I think that's what they need to do because I think they, because you know, the ratings are showing that the college football playoff has become stale to some people. I think part of the reason it's stale is that, number one, upsets rarely happen. And number two, you don't have geographic diversity in it. I mean, we are excluding half the country. And again, we can debate whether they've earned it or not, but you're excluding geographically half the country. This is where college basketball, you have more flexibility, obviously, but they take care of all that and grow the interest of the game as opposed to college football, which is struggling right now to grow interest in it. I think you got to get everybody involved, right? Which is what I've been trying to tell the lead member of the Shikolimi broadcast team about the Chief. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Keywoods 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Eh, You can't ask for better than that. Great pre-owned inventory. Your budget may be saying, you know what, that's the direction I want to go in. Okay, that's fine. That's great. Uh, they've got a wide selection of that, and also it turns out it comes with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. They really go over these vehicles. And a fabulous uh, sales staff because they'll work with you. I mean, it's important for them to work with you. Customer service means everything. That's why they have so many repeat customers. And a great service department. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. The NCAA Women's Tournament is going on today. Maryland beat Alabama to get to the Sweet 16, 100-64. Maryland's a two-seed. Oregon and Georgia tied at 21-440 to go first half. And... uh, Missouri State leads Wright State 17-13, six minutes to go first half. Belmont, Indiana at five. Northwestern, Louisville at five. BYU, Arizona at seven. Iowa State, Texas A&M at seven. Texas against UCLA at nine o'clock. The other games in the NCAA Women's Tournament today for the right to go to the Sweet 16. So my idea of expanding, you you don't like it. You'd rather have in the NCAA tournament two teams, Baylor-Gonzaga, play. That's the only game you want to watch. <laughs> I was fine with 64. I didn't like 68. But for the college football playoff, I've always been with you to expand it. It needs to be. Well, again, I, you're trying to be in what is a physically demanding sport. I mean, 
I mean, so physically demanding. I always try to keep in mind the idea that, you know, how much pounding do you take here? And I think that's important, that you need to take a long, hard look at the physical demand of doing it. So at the moment, I will lean, unless something else happens, toward just getting one more weekend out of it. Have it be on par with the women's and men's NCAA tournaments where it's three weekends. And make the college football playoff three weekends. So I'll use that logic as a parameter to start with. But by expanding it, now the idea is going to be that once you get to 2025, what will the media landscape look like? That's going to be important. And where are you contractually? So let's look at ESPN for a moment, which currently has the exclusivity to the college football playoff. This is what ESPN has been doing uh, with its rights. And look, live sports drives everything. Live sports drives radio. Live sports drives TV. Live sports drives regional networks. That's what it's built around. Why does Comcast Philly have the Sixers and the Phillies? Right? You know, or then there's, you know, NBC Sports Philly. They've got the Flyers. Why? Well, they do because that's what they need. That's what drives it. Why does Yes have not just the Yankees, but the Nets? Why does Nesson have the Red Sox and the Bruins? Because they're trying to fill up 260 nights a year with programming. And live sports drives the engine. So let's look at what ESPN has done with its rights. They took baseball, and they got it back on again. They retained it, and they retained it, but they went from $700 million down to 550 But they retained a Major League Baseball package, so they've done that. The next step they took was, actually the first step they took, was actually getting the Southeastern Conference rights. I think they did it for $300 million a year or something like that. But they got the Southeastern Conference rights. That was one. Then they did the Major League Baseball rights going from 700 reducing to 550. They then took the savings of that and rolled it into getting the NHL rights. After doing that, they then secured the NFL rights. It was a little dicey for a bit, but at 2.7 billion per year, it gives them exclusivity to every highlight possible to cover all their other shows from SportsCenter to other programming that they do. And it also gives them an expanded Monday Night Football platform and a couple of Super Bowls. So now they've done that. Next up for them will be the Big Ten rights. And then it will be the NBA rights. They're going to be very close and close together. Not tied together, but close together. The NBA wants more money. But they may, but ESPN is in an interesting position because it sounds like if you get the Tier 1 rights for the NBA, you can then get the streaming rights for ESPN+. Plus. That becomes 
the chip on the table that's important. Big Ten, that contract's the first one in college football that is up. They already secured the SEC. That's done. Now the Big Ten rights are up. And the Big Ten, of course, is between BTN, Fox, ESPN. But ESPN obviously wants to maintain some sort of foothold in what the Big Ten is doing for the simple reason that look at the markets the Big Ten is in. New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Washington, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Chicago, Indianapolis, Minneapolis, Milwaukee, Madison, okay, Lincoln, Des Moines, Minneapolis. A lot of major markets in there. So they want to maintain that. Which now brings us to the next step in this, and that is the college football playoff. That contract runs out in 2025. What will the media landscape be at that point, and what will the streaming landscape be at that point? But ESPN is going to want to retain it. Now, for the college football playoff, expanding brings with it the regionalization I talked about, which I think increases the popularity, especially on a quarterfinal Saturday. That would bring with it a wow factor. Four playoff games, because fans love games with stakes. Casual fans love games with stakes. The diehard's always there. But the casual fan loves games with stakes. And by expanding out to eight at minimum, you've got now you have the possibility of does ESPN then partner with somebody or just do it themselves? But you're going to have to do it for more money. It's not going to be for the number that you have now. It's going to have to be for more money. You're, you're doubling the inventory of what's happening. And that will be critical moving forward because guess what? College sports is going to need the money more than ever. They're not going to get more money from the NCAA basketball tournament because that contract between Turner and CBS runs through, I believe, 2033. So that's a long-term deal. There's no renegotiating on that. College football playoff, the door is open. Now they're going to have to start negotiating this in two years, 2023. Somewhere around there, it's about the time they'll have to do this. That's after the Big Ten's done. But that's going to be critical to see how that plays out. Does CBS want a slice of it? Does Fox want a slice of it? Does ESPN uh, want to share a slice of it? Does ESPN want to keep it for itself? It's all going to be on the table as to what they do, but it's more popular because college football is. So the money comes into it, but I think in order to make it more popular, you've got to expand the geography of it. Now, we can't help it that the Pac-12 has not been, on paper, good enough to get there. But in this particular year in the NCAA basketball tournament, did you think the Pac-12 was good enough to get four teams into the Sweet 16? Did you think the Pac-12 was going to get one team into the Sweet 16? And that's why you have to put them in. Give them the chance. Same thing yeah. for the for the uh, power for the uh, group of five teams. Give them the chance teams. to play and prove themselves. If they get crushed, then whatever. At least right. you gave them that chance, and you were able to grow it a little bit. And that's and you don't know in a one off because this is not a best of. You don't know in a one off that they don't win that game. You don't know. Nobody does. I mean, we can guess going in who the favorite is. 
But that doesn't mean in a one-off it can't happen. That's always been one of the great items about the group of five getting a spot. It's not a highly rated game. That usually is, it depends. Penn State, when they played Memphis, because Penn State was in there, there was there was that, that really saved the rating on it. But when Wisconsin played Western Michigan, they don't have the same kind of brand name Penn State does, and that rating was down in the in the dump. Georgia Cincinnati was the same way. It's, you know, again, not the same power of the brand of Penn State being in there. But UCF beat Auburn. Houston beat Florida State. Cincinnati in the in the fourth quarter is fighting trying to beat Georgia after winning most of the game. So you can, in a one-off, win the game. It, it can happen. Now, if if UCF or Memphis or Cincinnati is playing in the SEC or the Big Ten on a week-in and week-out basis, they'd win their fair share, but they wouldn't be undefeated. Let's be honest. Because it's the week-by-week grind of it that they don't face in their own conferences. Because for the most part, they are they are the superior teams in their, in their own conference, um, physically and athletically, just the way it is. As opposed to having to go through, hey, you know, suddenly you're, let's take Houston. You know, when Houston was on top. So Houston was on top, what would they play? 2014-15 they played uh, Florida State, right? But in that year, you'd be in the SEC West. You'd have to play Texas A&M. You'd have to play Alabama, Auburn, LSU. Okay. Now you're sitting there saying, okay, could they beat Texas A&M? Maybe. But then could they come back the next week and beat Alabama? Could they then come back the next week after that and beat Auburn? Because if at some point there's an attrition rate, you start to get beat up in these games. And that that's why you always uh, make the argument well how would they survive a conference season it's not easy surviving a conference season when you have you know one one week you're playing this team and it's not that you can win, can't win the one off it's can you win multiple one offs that's the issue but now i put them into a playoff who's to say they can't win the game and get to the semifinals now you got some momentum. Now you feel good about yourself. You know, it's very conceivable it could happen. Leave a couple of spots open for at-large teams, and you're going. You should get. Even though I know I just went through all the money ESPN's paying. Look, they need this. You can't get you know you're, what are you going to carry the SEC for all that money when the college football playoff comes you you don't have it. I mean ESPN knows what it feels like because initially when the BCS started you know who had that contract Fox did. Fox had the first few BCS champ, championship games, and they had the B, they also had the uh, other bowl games. I mean they had those games. That's why when you watch the Oklahoma Boise State Fiesta Bowl, you hear Tom Brenneman. That was that game was on Fox. That wasn't a national championship game. That was part of the BCS package. So ESPN knows what it's like not to have it. They want it.
you need to increase the visibility of. And this is where college basketball, while not being as popular as college football, college basketball has the concept of having the entire country involved in the tournament. And Lisa picking her teams by the color of the jersey. Cool names. And and winning. (laughs) And winning. I know. She's in the same spot we are. We all have two Final Four teams left. (laughs) See, she's got it going. The King has two left? We all do. Oh, we all do. Some idiot picked a number one seed. Oh, that would be me. All right. Same. Right, but that's what I'm talking about—the visibility of it. Right now, the college football playoff, through circumstance, has cut off more, uh, nearly—not completely, but nearly half the country. And that's the main problem with this, Steve. There, this is created because of the college football committee playoff committee. And national media, too. I gave this a lot of blame on. There's so much closed-mindedness to just the Clemsons and the Alabamas and everybody else, that are the Ohio States, that are doing good right now. And then when it comes to trying to give a little bit of leeway to teams like a Cincinnati for this, this reason, they're, they're treated as if they're nothing. No. Give them a chance. You never know what can happen out of it. You don't know. You, do, you don't know. That's what. That's why sports... Is such a valuable property. It is reality TV where you don't know the ending. It plays out in front of you. You don't know how it's going to end. Sometimes it's an easy game. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes there's a, quote, unexpected result. I mean, I mean there's certain things that you look at in life that athletically are expected. We mentioned the suit trying to run a 40 at the combine. We we know what to expect. Back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. I was asked, by the way, how I thought the suit would do in a 40-yard dash. And? The words, I think he would blow a tire, uh, <laughs> <laughs> came to mind. I would be curious to compare it to Rich Eisen's 40 time. Eisen, at least, is training for it. That's true. 
And the difference is Eisen, would, of course, is donating his to St. Jude Children's Hospital. The suit would uh, keep the uh, kitty. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, I earned it. <laughs> oh, the suit would be generous with it. We'll have to Maybe. try next year. Yeah, we should go out to do the show from Shikolami High School. Do they have a track around the... Uh, yes, they do. And we time out El Suderoni, and then we see how it compares to Rich Eisen. We that get would sponsored. be brilliant. We'd get it sponsored. Yeah. We'd get some... Um, uh, we, we did a great job raising money this year for the Salvation Army, right? Oh, yeah. In, uh, in December... Record numbers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. In other words, it used to be the needy family fund. Correct. And and we take the donations and we roll it into that for a donation. Hmm. I like the idea. Now, the words leaking oil might be used. (laughs) Doug and I could go out there, Birdsong and I. Doug, I believe he's starting to leak oil. And then we can start to play... The theme to Chariots of Fire. F O U L E D. That spells Falda. <laughs> the Duggar and I out there together doing a little play-by-play. He's at the eight. Now He's that's can't miss radio right there. He's at the ten. He's at the eleven. <laughs> <laughs> This is for charity, right, Doug? <laughs> I'm getting there. Uh, and what bothers me is that he, could I have something on Google Maps to tell me where I'm going? It's just a straight line. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Doug right now is falling out of his seat. I have no doubt about that. <laughs> Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Greg Pickle on recruiting. Next half hour from Penn Live on News Radio 1070 WKOK.